this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because, well, Blow Deck Sailing Yacht is back in our lives and we are here with the one, the only, Miss Chef Natasha DeBorg. Hi. Hi, Hi everyone. What is going on with you? How are you today? I'm amazing. So pumped to see what's going to happen, see what's ahead of me, but I'm stoked. Is this your first, like, interview like this for Below Deck so far? Yes, you get the honor of having the first interview. I will go lightly on you. Don't worry. You're amongst friends here, Natasha, behind the velvet rope. You know, where are you in the world? Like, where are you right now? Okay, currently I flew in yesterday to uh, Miami. I'm in South Beach for like a week and then I'll be moving around uh, Miami for the next couple of months. So yeah. Wow. So you're like, are you working throughout all of this? Like, how is that working with COVID? I know like things are kind of open, but I don't know how the maritime world is working. Um, it's pretty crazy. I am currently working on a yacht. And so I have to balance between interviews um bravo my new social life and everything around me which is a bit hectic but i'm getting accustomed to it so it's fun yeah have you already like i know the season just started but like have you already you know like gone to bed and then woke up and checked your instagram and are like oh my god where did all these extra followers come from or that hasn't happened yet um before below deck i had a bit of following already you did i did i have like 19k or something like that uh, but like for me, it's uh, it's just a strange world now. I wish I could 
uh, express like the emotions or what's in my head now because it's totally different. I think you have to be in it to like, experience that adrenaline. It's like, you know, it's like, what is somebody going to say? What is somebody going to do? But then, you know, I'm just learning to live like whatever anybody see on the show. That's 100% me. I'm Natasha. I'm sassy. I'm bitchy. You know, I love to have fun. So whatever you see is exactly what you're going to get. And that's me in the real life. So it's like, um, coming in a place for people to accept this is who I am and I'm proud to be who I am. So, yeah. And that's better, you know, because A, I think, you know, an audience turns on people that they think are acting a certain way that aren't really that way. And I just think that's probably exhausting to try to be one way when there's a camera following you and, you know, like to remember how you're supposed to be. So that's great. It's great to hear that you're authentically Natasha. Yeah, I think not even just only on the cameras. I think that we live in a society where everything is fake. And I think it's tiring um, to see and it's tiring to keep up with a standard that is not real. So I think what the world need is people just being authentic and people that you can relate to, like, you know, having good days and having bad days and having messy days. And, you know, like some days you're skinny and some days you're bloated. Like, it's just a real world. So for me, that's what I want to relate to everybody that, I'm just me and what you see is what you get. So, yeah. I love that. Now, you, you, where are you originally from again? I, I forgot. So, I am from Trinidad and Tobago uh, in the Caribbean. So, I'm an island girl. I always say I'm happy to be an island girl because I don't need to lie in the sun to get tan. I came out of the oven well done. So, I'm proud to be Trinidadian. Well, you're lucky when it comes to that. And I know, I mean, it says on the Bravo website, so that's where I'm getting this, you know, that you had, you know, like a difficult childhood, like a troubled marriage, like, so you had, you kind of went through it before you came to us, huh? Yeah, yeah, I did. And I think um, that's important for me as, um, as a human being and as a woman, one, I'm really grateful for my past. I think it shaped me to um, the human that I am now and the empath that I am now and to understand uh, individuals and understand women. I, uh, if it is, I can shape the young girl or the child that I was and where I come out from, I am really excited to see who I'm becoming as well because I think it's important. So yeah, I'm really grateful for my past. That's good. And it's almost like if you could go back and give it yourself advice, you know, when you were going through all that, like, what would you say to your younger self or your married self? Um, if it is, I would like, so it's like two different stages because one is a child and one is a, um, a woman, you know, it's like, I was thinking about something this morning. I was saying to my friend, I was like, do you think it's wife's supposed to? Because I don't want anybody to think that I'm all emotional or anything like this, but I'm so grateful. Um, if it is you understand, or if women understand, or if humans understand, if you have a troubled life, you know, I'm no longer the child that grieves, but I'm a woman of grief, you know? And I think that, you know, growing from something broken to something whole, and once I heard that something ruptured could be repaired, I think that's what is important for me as um, as a person and for people around to notice. So yeah, totally. So how do you go from that, like, and take that leap of faith? Like, where did the decision to go to culinary school come from? Okay, so because you know that I have been married before, um, there is someone who is in my life now. He's like more or less my dad. He has taken my role. Obviously, I have a um, relation with my biological dad. He's my dad. Everything has been repaired, but like this person came into my life and he took that role uh, like around 12 years ago. 
um, after my marriage and he asked me what I wanted to do. And I said, I wanted to either child psychology or a culinary because I wanted to help young children or young people like who have been abused or have been like an abusive um, environment to, to tell them that I understand. But he thinks that I would have taken it too personal. So he's like, I think you should go into culinary. And I'm so uh, gifted that my, both my parents, my biological parents, uh, like chefs, all my both sides of family into cooking. So I just took it to the extent. And first, I did a diploma in culinary, and I did my first internship in Sandals uh, Resort in Bahamas. Uh, there at the time, my executive chef advised my dad that I had a skill. I went in as an intern, but I was helping run the banqueting kitchen. And he said to me, um, "You need to study." So my adopted, like more or less my adopted dad, he said, "Okay, I will look for the best culinary school in the world, which is Caesar's Colleges in Switzerland." If you know anything about the restaurant, it's um, the Escoffier School. So it's one of the most elite schools it have. And I got classical training, the best training that you can ever have. Um, it's nothing just culinary. So it's about you study law, accounting, management, everything. And that's why I was trained where I did a double bachelor degree, one in international business and one in culinary arts. Wow. Were you a good cook before or, you know, I mean, you must have been somewhat good or it doesn't work like that. You were okay. And it really is this school that just teaches you. Cause I mean, I, I think I could go to culinary school and couldn't do, it wouldn't work. Like I wouldn't be able to do it. So for me, um, culinary school teach you skills, but then there's something in your blood that has soul to it. You know, like for me, like at a very young age, like I was like six years old and I was like selling like little candies out of my grandma house to the like the neighbors. So for me, it's like, that's what drives me. It's like, I was always enthusiastic and interested about food. It makes me happy. You know, so I always loved it from small. So I think it's um, a talent. You know, this morning I, I woke up and I am very, um, I um, uh, go by my feet. And I was like, I thank God for the one talent that he gave me that I can use it to my advantage because, you know, it's like now the world gets to see the talent that I have. And it's, I think it's important for you to utilize the talent that you're gifted in. And for me, I was just gifted in cooking. As I said, like in uh, the show, you'd see I'm not good at anything, but I'm good at cooking. It's the one thing I'm good at. Well, that's a good thing to be good at. And then you worked at a top, like the top restaurant in the world, a Michelin yeah. star. Yeah, I did. So when I came out of culinary school, um, I always had like high expectations. Like for me, as a woman, I just think that you should aim high. You know, a lot of times you just aim for mediocre things in life. And for me, that's not my my goal. That's not my aspiration. I always think that you should not settle to average. So I applied to the 100 restaurants in the world. I sent out 100 emails to the top 100 restaurants in the world. And I was like, what have to give me um, an internship? And some reached out to me and the one that like I was interested in, it's called Mirazur. It's a three Michelin star restaurant. And it's located in France. At that time, it was the 11 best restaurant. And today it's the number one restaurant in the world holding three Michelin star. Wow. So how does one go from working at the top restaurant, Michelin star, in, into yachting? Um, so it's a bit of a story. So when I finished at Midazur, I was interning at these restaurants. So my goal was, because I studied in Europe, um, 
I wanted to explore the Michelin star industry because, you know, as a chef, that's the highest you can go. I wanted to see into the mind of the chef. I wanted to see into the heart of the chef. And then I started to travel around. So while I was at Middlesbrough, I had the opportunity to work with the number one uh, Italian chef in the world for 2019, uh, Massimo Batura. He is like my icon chef. He just has it all. And Rene Rizzepi, he's another icon in the gastronomic world. And then I traveled to America because I wanted to compare like the Michelin star to America to Europe. And I interned at Dominique Crenn. Um, she was the number one female chef for 2016 through Michelin star. Quinn said through Michelin star. So when I did that, I, I see what I wanted. And I saw where uh, Europe appreciates, uh, produce more and products more. America is more big on waste, but we're coming to management style and the way you treat your employees, America was much better than Europe, you know, because the work hours in Europe, you work sometimes 18 hours a day. It's, just, it's incredible. Wow. And what I've learned is that I never want to have a Michelin star restaurant. And while I applaud these, these guys for doing great and becoming the best restaurants in the world, what I saw is that these people, like, they were, like, so angry all the time you know like shouting and upset and you have to do everything to please the press and for me it's like i don't want to be unhappy in the one thing that i love doing so i left it entirely and i was like okay natasha what are you going to do now and i my next goal was to become an executive chef in france and i did exactly that i became an executive chef in france and if you should know the French, working for the French is not the easiest. So I had two male bosses where I was the executive chef. I was running the, the kitchen. It was um, changing the menu every week, just fresh produced. And then I had um, a falling out with my boss. And he wanted to speak to me like how he wanted. And obviously, I am a sassy bitch. And I don't take shit from anybody. So I was like, goodbye. And I just left. And... After that, I started, I was advised, you should go into your thing. You know, you'd make so much money. It was like, your thing, what the heck is your thing? Um, I take all the culinary skills. And yeah, four or five years later, here I am enjoying the culinary world in your thing, doing exactly what I love doing and making the guests enjoy what my gift is. So yeah. Who's more difficult, like a family or a group of people eating in a Michelin star restaurant or a bunch of charter guests that come on a yacht? That would be difficult. I would say depending on the group of people because you could have really picky people in a Michelin star restaurant and then you could have a, a crappy charter as well. I think I have it all. Um, I think in the charter guest it's much more easy. It's not, it's not like they don't know what to expect, but I think the eye looking on to what they would expect is totally different. Oh, I know I make it look so easy to bring you behind the Velvet Rope podcast five days a week, but trust me, it's really not easy. Before I found Fiverr Business, I was all over the place. I was managing multiple freelancers that were so hard to track down and nothing was getting done. And I was spending so much time doing this. Fiverr Business has changed everything. They've given me access to an all-star team of super freelancers. And you get to manage all of these freelancers from one easy-to-use dashboard. I have turned to Fiverr Business for everything, graphic design, copywriting, social media. They really provide an all-star team of freelancers. If you have a business need, Fiverr Business can solve it. 
again, you stop wasting time searching for talent. You leave it to Fiverr business and it really simplifies working with multiple freelancers. You set budgets, you manage projects, and this is all done with ease. Listen, collaborating online hasn't been this easy since ever. And right now you can sign up for Fiverr business absolutely free for the first year. You get one free year and you save 10% on your purchase of Fiverr business with a promo code velvet. Just go to fiverr.com slash business. That's fiverr.com slash business. And don't forget the promo code velvet. It will simplify all of your freelance needs and change your life. How did you get involved with the show originally? Well, I always loved Bilodeck. Uh, when I first heard about it, like I was in Canada at the time. My dad was living in Canada and I went to get my hair done. And it's like, oh, do you know this, this show about yachting? And I was like, no. And like, she's like, yeah, it's really cool. And I, I looked it up and then I started watching Bilodeck. And I was working on a Perini, which is a sister, like a sister to uh, Parsifal. And um, my crew there was working there like two years. And they were like, you should go in it. You have the exact attitude. You have the sassiness to deal with it. And I was like, no, I don't want to do it. And I was like, yeah, you should. And I was like, no, I don't want to. I was like, yeah, you do best. And like one day, like I just like reached out. And like instantly, it was like less than 15 minutes response. And before you know it, like two weeks after, I was resigning from my yacht to go try and do a text. Wow. Dude, so you, you watch Below Deck before, like you watch the other incarnations? Yeah. Do you, do you know any of the past chefs, like Chef Rachel, Chef Yeah, ben. I, know chef, I know Chef Rachel and I know um, Adrian as well. Did you feel, I mean, who, who do you think is the best out of all of those chefs? Because I mean, Rachel blew me away just as a, someone who does this for a living and watches every show on Bravo. Like I was, I mean, I'm not there eating the food, but I mean, is Rachel really the best chef out of all the blow chefs? I would say um, Rachel because like, I think um, even like watching her season and watching my season, I think it's similar, similar, like our style. I'm not saying coming to cooking, but I think the mindset and the way that we think is that we don't give a bleep about anybody else and we just do what we love doing and we don't mind messing up we don't mind having bad days it's just what makes us who we are so I would say Rachel for sure um I speak to her every now and again and she has really like helped me coming forward to the show so yeah did you feel pressure I mean I know like this was filmed prior but did you feel pressure you know that this incarnation of Below Deck Below Deck Sailing Yacht is following the last and you know everyone in the world is now saying Rachel's the best chef like did you feel pressure or no you're you're just Natasha I don't I don't give like I don't give a, a heck about anybody and I when I say it I honestly I don't mean it like in a rude way I just think that everybody's their own individual and everybody would shine differently you know like you wouldn't say oh my god the best you wouldn't compare the best sushi chef to the best Italian chef and you were totally different and I think that's what makes us different and if she's freaking awesome she's awesome and i would support her i would support any woman who is badass who is working hard and who is showing who she is in a male-dominated world so yeah it would be rachel well i i i would agree well like you said there are similarities between last season and this season you know last season there was a lot of communication issues between francesca and rachel and you know we've already seen in the trailer not giving anything away but we see in the trailer like you and daisy seem to butt heads as the season goes on. So I think that's a similarity. So tell me about Daisy. 
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Do you ever ask yourself why are so many dogs suffering with health issues? Well, actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 1,600 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, says there's one place we can look to support any dog's health, their food. So she decided to create something she could actually feel good about feeding her dogs, and it's called Superfood Complete. Superfood Complete is the only food I use for the dog in my life, Doherty. Why? Because Doherty's health is so important to me. Doherty is so picky. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But he loves this dog food. What do I love best about Superfood Complete? The fact that it's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet. But don't take my word for it. Go to badlandsranch.com velvet in order right now to get 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S ranch.com slash velvet today. It's sandal season, and that's something I used to wait all year for. But now with the new Croc-style sandals, I embrace those feel-good summer vibes all year long. And you can too. I love Croc's new getaway sandals. With their new feel-free technology, they're so light and soft, it feels like you don't have shoes on at all. It's like walking on clouds. Their Brooklyn sandals, they're so stylish and sophisticated. They have a classic style and a modern simplicity. And let's not forget their new Miami sandals. They're an elevated silhouette and they have a slight lift, which I love. So thanks to Crocs, these aren't just sandals for a single season. You can wear them year-round. And that's what I love best about Crocs because being this comfortable transcends a single season or a single vacation or even a single moment. It's a mindset. Thank you, Crocs. And right now you get 20% off your next purchase at Crocs.com. Just use the code SANDALS20 at checkout. That's SANDALS20 at Crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. Do you remember Tuesday, September 20th, 2016? Because we do. Because it's the day This Is Us premiered after more than 70 million of you watched our trailer and made our show go viral. I'm Mandy Moore. I am Chris Sullivan. And I am Sterling Brown. We are your hosts of That Was Us, a rewatch podcast starting May 14th. Listen to our episodes wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll be able to watch our episodes on the That Was Us YouTube channel. Daisy is Daisy. Daisy would always be Daisy. Um, I think from the very beginning I met Daisy, I would always say um, she's an awesome person. Um, but when you put two strong-headed females together, that is what she would get, I think. And everybody has, uh, they bet that Daisy and I would argue, but I don't think we argued. I just think we had like miscommunication, which is totally fine as well. You know, it's like when I look at it, I, you know, I, at first I thought I would become nervous, but I just look at it and I just like laugh my ass off because I just thought it was like so funny. I was like, who is this evil skull bitch speaking? It's like, I look at myself and I was just like laughing. But I think, you know, if you go into detail um, um, and you watch what's inside, you just watch a show and you go past. But for me, I've been there, so I have lived it. And I know, like, 
even if you watch a trailer, for example, and I know exactly the part you're talking about, you're talking about breakfast. And for me, I'm accustomed to um, a certain style of things being done. I like professionalism. I like things being done a certain way. And if you were to watch detail into the clip of the trailer, the guests were up at six, and then Daisy were up at 7.30, and the table is not set. And Glenn wasn't up until 8.30, so we didn't set to sail until 9 o'clock. So when you have a gap from 6 or 6.30, when it gets up to 9 o'clock, I think you should just do your freaking job. That's all what you're being paid to do. I'm up at 5, and I'm working my ass off. You don't go to a restaurant when you're on vacation, and you go and walk into the restaurant, and breakfast is not set up. I think your job should be done. He's an amazing person, but I, I, I take pride in what I do. And if I make a mistake, I say I'm sorry. So I'm still not sorry. I think you initiate the guests. The guests is on vacation. And if you watch the ending of it, the guests did eat all their breakfast. They love the carrot bacon. They love everything. All she had to do was set a table and clear it. That's it. I agree. I mean, I'm like a morning person too. So I'm up at the crack of dawn. So if I wanted something to eat at 5 a.m. and it wasn't set, I, I guess, especially if you're on vacation. What about she, so Daisy was on Watch What Happens Live, and when Andy asked her who sucks up the most out of everyone on the crew, she said you, and when they asked who is the most irritating out of everyone on the crew, Daisy said you as well. So what do you say to that? All I would say, there's 10% of the world who wouldn't like you if Daisy is in that 10%, I don't give a heck about it. If she likes me or not, if she thinks I'm irritated or not, I don't really care because you know what? I'm still living my best life. I'm still doing me. And guess what? I love Glenn. So if you think I was stuck up on the Glenn, guess what? I was working with him like after. So it's like, Glenn is Glenn. Like who wouldn't love Glenn? But the truth is, I wasn't stuck up on the Glenn. Wait to see what happened. Just wait and see what happens in the show. And we would see the truth would reveal itself who was really on the Glenn. I don't need to explain this. I don't need to fight. I don't need to say anything. But just wait to see the drama that happens. Who is really under Glenn? I cannot wait to see it. I mean, it looks like it's going to be a great season. What, do you have like a food pet peeve? Like, is there one thing that, you know, just bothers you? You know, like people that want something really well done that shouldn't be. Or, you know, people are like, can I have ketchup for this? Or like, do you have a pet peeve with food? Um... Not necessarily, you know, I don't have a pet peeve for, for food because I think um, every culture is different, you know, and I respect that, you know, whereas in America, we just say, or in Europe, you are accustomed to having steak cooked in a perfect temperature. Whereas in the Caribbean, we are not like, they are not like trained to eat like steak in a proper way because steak is not like a main staple in our diet. So they're accustomed to having it well done. So if it's not well done, they think it's not cooked. So I think it's just, Paying respect to the culture, the person. Uh, so it's not really a pet peeve. The only thing is my pet peeve is horrible customer service if I'm paying my freaking money. And that's all. Like, food. If I'm paying money for my food and it's not good as well, then I have a problem. And customer service. Just that. Are you the type that, you know, because you're such a good cook and you've worked at a Michelin star restaurant, like, is it hard for you to eat out? Like, do you sit there and just by nature judge? Um, I would say yes and no. Like my friends, like always say, "Oh my god, they don't want to go out with me." Like they don't want to go out with me. But it's really freaking hard because I'm a chef, but I don't eat my own food. Like I honestly, because I cook the volume of food that I eat, I cook. I don't eat it. So when I go out, I want good food. And trust me, if it's good, I would say it's freaking amazing. Like I would like go back there all week if something is really good. But if something is crap and 
well then I just change restaurant or if it's like I'm in a, a like if I go to a big restaurant or something I'd be like you know I really I just don't think it was like good or I think it's good I think it's good for a chef to receive um feedback as well you yeah. know what about when you worked at the Michelin star restaurant? Cause you know, a lot of people come in that are famous that want to meet the chef. Like, did you ever meet someone where you're just like, Oh my God, that's Beyonce or someone like that where they were eating there. No, I, I think that happened in your thing. That, 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 that moment has happened to me. And you're saying it's like, I was like, Oh my God, I can't breathe. Am I cooking for this person? Like really, like really, like I can't breathe. Like I, I literally go to the bathroom and I'm like finding myself. It's like, it was horrible and like I don't know if anybody could anticipate like like that nervousness to cook for somebody like this you know and you have to be alcohol calm and you do the best and you just you're just waiting there for like when they finish you to hear what they would say because if you mess up with it of it so yeah well who was that I can't say because I I signed like these contracts that I can't say who I cooked for but I would say I cooked for some pretty awesome people in my lifetime that I'm proud of so you've had like a bunch of people on different charters where you're just like, yeah. this person's a big deal. Yeah. I cook for a lot of diplomats, a lot of celebrities. So like, that's all I can say. It's like the most I can put out, but it's like, it's amazing um, world to live in. Like you get to see people, you get to cook for them. And then you realize that some of them are just like pretty normal. Like you see them on television, just like us, you know, like you see us in television, you just get snippets of their life and you judge them by a role or a part they play in. But that is not really who they are. So it's awesome to see family life and who they really are as well uh, in person. Were you nervous going into Below Deck? Just, you know, like you've watched past seasons, just in terms of like, you know, some of the guests are demanding or, you know, just sometimes there is drama. You've watched the show. Like, were you nervous in going into filming this or being part of this? Um, yes and no as well, because I honestly, I'm a person, I don't like drama because I am drama. Um, I don't like being part of drama. Um, you know, like I'm very melodramatic. So like I got really close up when there is a lot of drama, um, maybe because of my past, maybe because of the, the, the places that I grew up in. I just, I'm very like avoidant coming to drama. So that for me was very hard getting adjusted to. And, um, I was very, like, I anticipated going into Below Deck because to me, I always like learning and I always liked the new challenge in my life. And for me, Below Deck was that new challenge. So it was pretty amazing. What about, what was your relationship like or is like with Captain Glenn? Oh my gosh, like, Captain Glenn, somebody needs to take him and put him in a little tiny bottle. He's like, I kid you not, like, Captain Glenn, he is like the most sweetest person you have ever seen. Exactly like, even on camera, I think he's still, like, a bit shy, but, like, if you know him, it's just like, yeah, baby, you know, it's like, could you still stop cackling, you know, just, like, cackling all the time, he is just, like, amazing, he's, like, such a sweet friend, you could go to him, and he would give you, like, the best advice ever, um, he's a friend, he's, like, he's, like, a dad, he's, like, everything in one, so for me, Captain Glenn is, like, one of the most amazing human beings I have ever crossed paths with in my life. Wow. Yeah. What about, you know, if someone said, you know, because we all know how Bravo likes to work and the Below Deck family, you know, in the future, hey, we're interested in Chef Natasha coming back. Would you prefer to go work with Captain Sandy or Captain Lee? Captain Lee. Why? I don't like micromanaging. I'm sorry. It's not my style. Um, it's not my style at all. Um, somebody managing me all the time. I think 
Um, as a good leader, my dad would say you train the people and you trust them. So I think if it is I have 10 years of experience and you hire me, you should trust I. I would be good at what I do. And if I F up, you know that you're a leader and you, you F up as well sometimes. You make mistakes, so I don't need anybody to be under me all the time. But it would be, if I ever have to go back, it would only be with Captain Glenn. Captain Glenn. Yeah. Over Captain Lee, but Captain Lee over Captain Sandy. Yeah, that's correct. What about, you know, do you watch, did you watch other shows on Bravo before becoming part of this? Like, are you a fan of like the house? You don't have to say yes. Like, do you, I just like to ask everyone. I mean, I, even I, people not on Bravo, I ask that question too. I don't actually, as I said before, I'm not really a dramatic person. So like, um, like drama, like kind of like gives me anxiety. It's funny that I was in all of this, but um, yeah, I know I don't. I'm actually not, I would be honest. I do not watch television on the whole. I, I don't. Uh, most of my time is always, I'm always researching um, a recipe, new gastronomic stuff, culinary stuff, scientific stuff. And if it's not that, I am really intrigued by the human brain. So I love to study stuff about psychology, um, emotional intelligence, the amygdala, the way the brain operates, behavioral patterns. So that's what the things that I'm more interested in. I'm much more than a, a much more intellect than like drama. That's that's not a bad thing. Yeah. What about is there someone from the below deck family? You know, because Bravo celebrities, below deck fans. You know, the people on below deck. You guys all end up meeting each other. Like, is there someone you're like dying to meet from watching some of the past seasons? Um. Let me see. Um, you know, like a Kate Chastain, like I, Hannah. I would like to, would like to um, cross paths with uh, Kate. I would also like to meet Hannah. Um, I would like to meet like the people who was misunderstood or um, portrayed indifferently from their character or their integrity of who they are, because I would always love to hear the two sides of the story. So, yeah. What about how do you know Chef Rachel? And you guys text all the time, you said? Yeah, well, I should... We started speaking uh, on Facebook, like when the show was before it's come out, and then when um, she knew that I was a chef, then we started speaking more. So she was like, "Okay, so these are the do's and these are the don'ts." She was like, like a real big sister to me, like in the Bravo side. So yeah, we speak to each other from time to time. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Do you have a favorite food? And and a two-part question. Like, what food do you think is, like, the most underrated? And what food do you think is, like, just overrated? Like... Not that good. It's had its moment. Let's move on. Um, let me see. Underrated. Um, I would say simple pastas. Okay. I'm not. I'm not talking about like marinara or Alfredo. If you know, like Alfredo is just not a big thing. It's more Americanized thing. But for me, like one of the most like amazing pasta is pasta oil peppercino. You know, with just I oil peppercino, just garlic, olive oil, and chili flakes. To me, it's like it's just like so natural tasting. It's not like like soft and like you take away everything from the pasta. It's just like so nice. And for me, something that's overrated is foie gras. 
Okay. And what about, do you have a favorite food? Um, anything Asian. I do. I love anything Asian, Thai, Japanese, Indian, um, Filipino, like any kind of thing Asian, you just give it to me. I go crazy. And also my food from my country. I would eat it any day, anytime. I would give it up for Wagyu steak for something from my country as well. Yeah. How was this experience, like these charters, different than real world charters? Um, I would say it's more or less the same, you know. Um, the charters are, are exactly the same because, you know, when you come on charter, you, came to ha- you come to have vacation. So you're free, you're wild, you're drunk, you're crazy. That's what vacation is about. I do it, you do it, everybody do it. Why would you want to come on vacation and be all stocked up? Like, why are you paying all this money to be stocked up? Have like, get loose, get drunk, be free. Wake me up at two in the morning for food. That's what you're here for. I love it. Hey, I mean, you know, I, I would wake you up at 2 a.m. for food after I was drunk. Yeah, I would do too. I would wake you up at two in the morning if you were a chef because I'm hungry. Was this, have you changed from this experience? Like, you know, just filming a show while working and, you know, being at sea or I'm being too deep. No, like, you know, it's like no, all the other charters. It's a actually a very interesting question, you know. Um, I have. I have um, put an expectation I had on myself for a very long time, you know. Like, obviously, as the show progresses, and you would see, obviously, you know, there are mishaps. And, you know, like, for a very long time in my, my life, because of my past, I wanted to be perfect. And I wanted that everything that I, I strive for was perfection. But I realized, like, I just had like this aha moment and I was like, you know what? I don't give a bleep because I'm human. You know what? I would mess up today and you would mess up tomorrow. We may not mess up in the same way, but you know what? I would learn from that shit. I would grow and I would continue. So for me, I, I, I do, or I did have a lot of growth from the time of filming. Um, yeah, it was like an amazing journey. Like, so and I continued to grow, I continued to learn. And the person or the girl, the woman that I was back then, I'm no longer her because it's six months. Come on, we're growing every day. This is true. And you learn something from every experience. Yeah. What about, you know, if some, if Captain Glenn came to you and said, we're continuing on with the season, but you need to tell me who we should replace. And it could be him too. It doesn't seem like it's going to be based on what you said earlier. Who would you replace that you've just worked with? Gary and Daisy. Gary and Daisy. Yeah. Why? Um, it's just, I think it's different work styles. Um, I, I don't think that I'm in the best in no way. I know I'm imperfect and I know I, I don't always do everything, you know, like, right. But um, because I have experience working on the same exact yacht before and coming out from the kind of chief stews that I have worked with and the communication style that we have and having everything proper, working around Daisy was a bit difficult because everything is like, oh, okay, you do this, you do this. And I don't think that, you know, she gave her best in being in, evolved, like, involved a lot. She said she did, but for me personally, I don't think she did because... I said, I worked with two other chiefs in my last year and a bigger size yacht than the one that I am in. So it would be um, Daisy and Gary because I, he's just not my type. As life, as I said before, like 10% of the world would like you. He's just like, it's not that I don't like him. I just I think that there's some things that he needs. He's very um, immature. Um, 
I guess, um, similar things that he needs to learn. And I think as a woman, as I said, because of my past and because of my past experiences, um, I think um, when I see behavioral patterns, it um, irritates me, it annoys me, and it puts me in um, a habitual instinct to protect the people around me. So for me, it would be that. It's not that I hate him. I always say the same. I don't hate you. I just like, I don't agree with the things that you do. So yeah. At least you're honest about it. It's better than talking behind someone's back. I, I don't speak behind people's back. I tell you as it is, you know, like, as I always say, I say it in front of your face and it's never an intention to hurt you. It's, um, it's for me to feel free in myself that I don't hold that inside me and I wouldn't, it's better you know the truth than I go behind your back and say it. So yeah. That makes sense. As we wrap up, three very quick final questions. One, have you ever been, because I'm in New York City, have you ever been to New York? Like, have you eaten out in New York? Um, yes, I have been uh, in New York several times. I have eaten as um, this um, on Food Network guy, Divers, Drivers, and Dives. I eat at his restaurant. The wings was freaking amazing. And um, I eat at several places, but I can't recall right now, like some of the places I've eaten. Oh, no, I have interned at um, 11 Madison Park in New York. That's what's well, that's, well, that's yeah. major. Yeah, so I ate there as well. So that was great. And um, 11 Madison Park um, is correct. amazing. And what, just as we wrap up, Two things. One, is there anything else you want to cover? I always have my agenda. Like, is there anything I didn't bring up that you would like to bring up while we're here? Anything you'd like us to know about you? It's really the last question. No, I don't think necessary much. As I said, exactly like what you see on the show is who I am. Um, as I have more interviews and you will get to see me, they would know that that's just who I am. I'm sassy. I'm silly. Um, you know, I when I do things I don't really mean to intentionally hurt people like when I do it, but I can come across as strong wild, I'm strong willed, but I am an alpha female and I've freaking worked hard to become who I am and the person that I am. And yeah, that's it. I love it. Well, I can't wait to watch the rest of the season to see you in your glory. Where can everyone find you online on Instagram? Okay, so I have two accounts. I have um, Living Vicariously Through Me. So that obviously says who I am because I want people to live like vicariously through my life. And the next one, um, it's my brand. And I would be coming out with a whole brand of things just now. My brand is a classic chef because although being a chef, being a chef in a male-dominated world, I think that a woman should be two things, as classy and elegant. And that's my brand, a classy chef. So that's my other Instagram page. I love it. Well, everyone needs to follow both of those. Thank you for making us your first interview. You've been wonderful. I love chatting with you. It's amazing having me. Thank you. Have an amazing day. You too. Thanks for chatting. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope 
on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.